partnership between News Source One Michiana and Roaring Light Radio. Welcome to Roaring Light, your daily dose of Michiana community news and independent Christian artist music to get you going through the day. Roaring Light hosts are myself, Olivia Keith Hughes, Sylvia Stark, Rachel Kleckner, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Barash. News Service Joe Newscast, September the 15th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The budget process for Wisconsin's largest city is ramping up, and there are concerns. Residents in underserved areas won't receive as much priority due to a lack of representation. Milwaukee's Common Council currently has four vacant seats, but it's poised to adopt a city budget later this fall. While Milwaukee has seen more diversity in some neighborhoods, it still ranks high for racial disparities. State Senator Lena Taylor, a Democrat from Milwaukee, worries that issue will play out as budget negotiations take shape and areas in need of economic jolt might not get the help they need. You can go to neighborhoods where you can see the vacant houses, the city lots that have not been manicured, or for that matter, even garbage picked up. In August, the city held its Budget Education Week for the public to learn more about the process. Taylor credits the mayor's office for holding an extra meeting this week for districts lacking council representation, but hopes other elected members are mindful of the void when casting votes. I'm Mike Mowen. The next step in the budget process involves the mayor delivering his proposed spending plan to the council. That happens on Tuesday. A bill that would make tribal governments equal partners with the federal government in managing a pair of Arizona land preserves advanced in the U.S. House on Wednesday. The measure would establish the Great Bend of the Gila and Palo Verde National Conservation Areas and designate a panel of 13 tribal governments to jointly manage the lands with the U.S. Bureau of Land Management. Much of the 400,000 acres is considered sacred and ancestral lands by Native Americans. The bill's sponsor, Arizona Representative Raul Grijalva, says he and others have been working on the plan for more than a decade. The bill will protect tens of thousands of acres of new conservation lands and wilderness across the landscape dotted with petroglyphs, ancient structures and settlements, and other cultural artifacts and monuments. For the first time, tribal governments and the BLM would share responsibility for protecting the area, considered one of the most culturally significant and ecologically fragile landscapes in the U.S. If Congress approves conservation status, the areas would be permanently protected. Mark Richardson reporting. Now from the New York Times, more than 70 million Americans who receive Social Security benefits can expect an inflation adjustment to their monthly checks next year that will be the largest in four decades. 
Government inflation figures for August released Tuesday point to a Social Security cost of living adjustment, known as the COLA, of about 8.7%. The Times notes the 8.7% estimate by the group Senior Citizens League is lower than the league's prediction last month of 9.6%. The revision reflects the recent slight cooling of inflation. This is PNS. President Joe Biden's Bipartisan Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act is expected to bring more than 300 jobs to Wyoming to clean up and plug so-called orphaned oil and gas wells on public lands. Bob Laresh is a longtime advocate for restoring Wyoming's iconic landscapes after drilling. He says wells abandoned by oil and gas producers pose a serious hazard for drinking water, agriculture, and wildlife habitat. They leak methane, they leak volatile organic compounds, which are toxic, and it just lasts forever. The U.S. Bureau of Land Management requires oil and gas operators to post bonds before drilling to ensure cleanup. But Laresh notes that bonds can be as low as $10,000 on leases with 20 separate wells. Industry groups and operators have pushed back against efforts to make bond amounts equal to the costs of restoration, arguing that price would reduce exploration, limit outputs, and increase dependency on foreign energy. I'm Eric Galatis. And the Biden administration's recent move to cancel some student debt is welcome news to many, but challenges remain for others. The racial equity gap among student loan borrowers is known to be a problem, with studies documenting a number of troubling statistics over time. U.S. Department of Education research has illustrated that the average black student loan recipient owes more than the original amount borrowed 12 years after entering college, and that 20 years after entering school, the average black borrower owes 95% of his or her original debt. Kyle Thompson with the Ohio-based Center for Community Solutions says it's important to look at the larger picture when trying to understand the different outcomes among borrowers. That in a lot of cases, the economic conditions that black students coming into school with, whether it's some structural things that's making it hard for them to be able to stay in school or even graduate school and then find opportunities that can help them pay off their loans. Brett Pivato reporting. Finally, Edwin J. Vieira tells us a new internship program is looking to investigate health disparities among Massachusetts' immigrant population. According to a 2021 report, residents in the city of Chelsea, 45% of whom are foreign-born, said fear of immigration repercussions prevented them from seeking critical health care. Leah Zalman Center Director Jessica Santos says in developing the program, she found pushback in wanting to pay the interns a decent wage, with many believing the experience alone would be more valuable. Paying interns gives folks who are in underrepresented communities and less elite spaces the ability to actually do an internship. Rather than just going to some of the more elite schools in the state, she wants to cast a wide net across schools for all immigrant scholars interested in being a part of the program. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported on our radio stations, big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Your National Weather Service forecast calls for L Thursday areas of fog before 10 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, with a high near 81. Southeast wind around 5 miles per hour becoming south in the afternoon. Thursday night patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly clear, with a low around 57. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Friday patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, with a high near 85. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday night partly cloudy, with a low around 63. 
south wind around 5 miles per hour. Saturday mostly sunny, with a high near 85. This has been a very fun first week with you. Hump day is over and our first Friday artist of the week is upon us. Let's get to some important information regarding the railroad situation before we start our music. All Amtrak trains in the area including the Lakeshore Limited, Capital Limited which stop in South Bend and Elkhart plus Amtrak trains stopping in Niles, Michigan, have been stopped in anticipation of a potential national freight railroad strike. It is currently unclear how South Shore trains are being affected. Keith Hughes has a detailed video in our highlighted posts on News Source 1 Michiana Facebook group. Follow it for more on the railroad crisis.
an ordinary life I wanna see You glory shining bright every second I put my trust in you because you are The one who conquered the grave We are back again with the small shops. Here today we're going to represent Mishawaka, Indiana, Napanee, Indiana, as well as Niles, Michigan. For Mishawaka, you can check out in Railco Studio and Gift Shop located at 
220 East Mishawaka Avenue. And you can contact them at 574-303-8820. And you can also look them up at indianarugco.com. We also have the 10,000 Villages over Mishawaka at Centennial Place, located at 214 Cleveland Road. You can look them up at 10,000villages.com with a phone number of 574-277-4900. And rounding off the list for Mishawaka, we have Practically Perfect, and they are located at 2346 Miracle Lane. And you can contact them at 574-855-6806. Heading over to Napanee, you can check out Key Boutique, located at 111 South Main Street in downtown Napanee. And look, you can look them up at shopkeyboutique.com with a phone number of 574-773-0100. You can head over to Aria's Antique Boutique, Antique Boutique located at 101.5 West Market, Market Street in Napanee. You can also check out shop areas and.com that is shop a r i a s a t t i c dot com with a phone number of 574-221-0303 and rounding off Napanee, Indiana will be Dutch Lady Antiques located at 401 East Market Street suit 2A you can also look them up at copscommons.com that is c-o-p-p-e-s commons.com and they they have a little mall in that area so there's a bunch of little shops located where Dutch ladies and is located at and you can give them a call at 574-350-0471 and we're going to jump over to Niles, Michigan you can check at Niles Styles and that's located at 224 East Main Street and the phone number for them is 269-684-8484. And you can also head over to the website at nilestyles.com. And rounding out Niles, Michigan, is Timeless Treasures, LLC. And that is located at 2515 South 11th Street, Suite B. And the phone number for them is 269-340-5260. Hope you enjoy some of these small shops in the heart of Mishawaka, Napanee, and Niles, Michigan. Be sure to check out all the small businesses. I'm pretty sure there's plenty more going around. But take care and hope you enjoy some of these small businesses located throughout Indiana and Michigan. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Thousands in Jackson, Mississippi still don't have drinkable water weeks after extreme rain caused a water treatment plant to fail. Other cities with aging sewer and water systems are fearful they could face a similar situation. In New York, Mount Vernon was court-ordered to fix its sewer system. In the past three years alone, they've had over 900 sewer backups. Dr. Adrian Hollis oversees environmental justice at the National Wildlife Federation. New York plans to spend $150 million to improve Mount Vernon's water infrastructure. But Hollis warns climate change will worsen problems in other cities. Not only will we have storm-related flooding, but we're going to have, as sea level rises, we're going to see chronic flooding. And in communities that are located in low-lying areas or in areas with insufficient infrastructure to handle that overflow, we're going to see this and worse. 
some communities in southwest Kansas are struggling to meet the basic needs of their growing Muslim population. Enya Slepian explains. Every Friday, Muslims in Garden City, Kansas, meet for prayers at a two-bedroom apartment. But this makeshift mosque is too small to serve a growing community, which includes hundreds of immigrants and refugees from Somalia, Burma, Ethiopia, and Afghanistan. Community leaders like Halima Farah have raised money for a new mosque, after years of negotiations with the city have gone nowhere. But finding property hasn't been simple, due to land scarcity and zoning discrimination. It's so hard to find the building with the regulations that the city is putting up. Farah did find a large property with a parking lot big enough to accommodate worshippers. But the owner specifically said, I'm not selling it to Muslims. And while Garden City has a cemetery, it isn't able to accommodate the observance of Islamic burial rites, meaning Muslims there must drive three and a half hours to Wichita to find a cemetery families can use. I'm Anya Slepian. Prestigious universities such as Yale and Purdue are on a mission to recruit more rural students, including Clayton Land, who grew up in Alton, Kentucky. I was the first in my family to go to college. As a high school senior, Land remembers getting his acceptance letter from Yale. Everyone was coming up to me in the hallways. My teachers were all saying stuff, hugging me, being excited. Truly one of the best days of my life. Yale, with about 1,800 incoming students each year, is one of several universities where strategic rural recruitment efforts are gaining traction. They're accepting 80 to 100 incoming small-town students each year. Indiana's Purdue University focuses its rural recruitment efforts on in-state students. A.J. Frigo is a former assistant director of admissions. If you can just get one rural kid to do it, you've changed their lives. You may have changed their families' lives. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Coming up this Friday on Roaring Light, we will have our first Christian musician spotlight, where our music choices will come from one performer. This kickoff week will come from Lisa Marie Nicole, a strong Christian Catholic indie artist. Prepare to be blessed by her songs. In addition, Rachel Kleckner gets you ready for Rio's Rainbow Community Picnic and Sylvia Stark will get you re-encouraged to root on the Fighting Irish this Saturday. All here on Roaring Light. Why can't I feel 
check out local crafting supplies and makers well here are a few holiday bazaar craft events that are coming up that you can get involved in you can attend the Elkhart Conservation Club located at 55515 Riviera Drive in Elkhart Indiana and that will take place on Saturday November 12th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. next Saturday you can head over to the first annual Craft Bazaar, hosted by ADEC, with all the funds being used locally with ADEC. And that will take place on Saturday, September 17th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., located at 19670 State Road 120 in Bristol, Indiana. You can also head over to the Greencroft Fall Bazaar, and that will happen on October 29th, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and that is located at the Greencroft Goshen Community Center, 1721 Greencroft Boulevard in Goshen, Indiana. Stay tuned for more 
upcoming holiday bazaars in or around the local area. If you folks get a chance, check out my latest interview I did on my podcast with Thomas Russell. He's a book author and he's also a podcaster as well. He has a show called Life Without Limits on iHeartRadio. He interviews people that, same thing as I do, had a lot of trials and tribulations that they overcame. So um, he is a native of Mishawaka and he's wrote two books and he's involved with Rio's Rainbow, if you know who Rio Allred is. She's a young lady who had alopecia and was bullied in school and took her own life and he's active with the family and things like that and he gave me an interview of his own personal growing up and how he overcame his stuff and I consider him a mentor and a friend and uh, you can listen on anchor as well anchor.fm forward slash the story of a somebody you can look up my podcast on facebook the story of a somebody you can listen on spotify you can listen on just about any platform everywhere um check out my other episodes too you'd be interested in listening to vicky becker the prosecuting attorney for elkhart county she gave me her story of how she grew up and most of us know her as you know hard as nails prosecute people but we don't really know much about her outside of that uh angel bryant from stronger than addiction she works with uh, uh people ad- addicted and in the community helps get them counseling and treatment and reunite them with their family she gave me her testimony as well a lot of testimonies i have check them out if if you think you could relate or if you'd like to give me your story email me at the story of a somebody at gmail.com let's talk about it let's get an interview and if you you never know your stories inspire other people to want to make a change in their life and even if you don't feel like you want to give your name out i'd be happy to interview anonymously you can change all the names in your story whatever it is that you want to do it helps you get through it i'm here i'm listening so hit me up and check out the podcast thomas russell Deliver it.
brain And I'ma do exactly what I say whenever I say it Stop delaying my progression and speak life when I say it Be prepared for anything that comes my direction And keep the full armor of God on as my protection Keep the devil from up around me, disconnect the connection So Jesus, here I come, I'm headed in your direction Make me over in your ways as a reflection of your perfection Get rid of these bad habits, wrong choices and imperfections Happy morning. I'm Joel of Heart City Church. Welcome to Happy and Whole in Him. Let's spend five minutes with Jesus. This week we've been talking about prayer. Prayer is the instrument God has given us to bring His power to bear on our world. Yet it's one that requires much practice and perseverance if we're to become proficient in it. It requires regular humility ever admitting we lack the resources in and of ourselves. We need help. Prayer is first about helplessness, coming to the end of ourselves. And prayer is secondly about faith, coming to Jesus, believing he wants to touch our world and to bring wholeness. And Jesus says, ask and it shall be given to you. Matthew 7, 7. Now we hear that and I suspect some difficulties arise in prayer because we see some situations and we don't really believe Jesus can or will answer our prayer. For example, you can pray more easily for a soul who seems to have an open heart to Jesus than you can for that hardened, angry person who's been unchanged their whole life. If we're honest, some people, some situations just seem more ripe than others. So we end up devoting our time praying for the things we think God is more likely to answer. And a whole lot of folks and situations miss out on our prayers. My friends, I want to encourage you to be constant in prayer for the folks and situations in our community. And do not concern yourself about wasting prayers that seem likely to go unanswered. Rather, pray for all God sets before you, believing that there is nothing that is too hard for God. That's what Mary discovered when Gabriel told her she was going to give birth as a virgin. Luke 1.37, Gabriel said, For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary discovered this was true because she then gave birth to Jesus. Mary took that to heart as a young girl because she became a powerful woman of prayer later in life. We discover this in that wonderful little wedding story in John 2. Mary's at this wedding and an embarrassing situation arises as they run out of wine. Mary sees this situation and what does she do? Well, she sees a need and she goes to Jesus believing he can do something. She says to Jesus, they have no wine. Four simple words, a simple prayer. Jesus, I see these folks are lacking. And she just leaves it with him. I think it's safe to say she had never seen Jesus change water into wine. But despite any doubts about difficulties, she just leaves this burden with him. 
and you can feel safe to unburden yourself because Jesus encourages us to ask. Be like little children who don't fear asking their parents for the world, believing they can do it. Now, a second difficulty arises when we don't see an offered prayer answered. Well, let's consider what happens after Mary brings her request to Jesus. You know what Jesus says? Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Uh, by the way, children, only Jesus can talk to his mother that way. Mary brings this difficulty to Jesus, and she receives a harsh answer. Jesus doesn't seem to care. Do you find prayer difficult at times because of thoughts that God does not care? My friend, this is a test for you, a lesson in the school of prayer. And we see Mary has advanced greatly in this schooling because she humbly submits to the harsh answer, accepts it quietly without any dissatisfaction. She instead hears Jesus saying, not yet, and she is fine with God's timetable. How do we know this? She walks over to the servants and says to them, do whatever he tells you. I find this remarkable. Her conviction remains unshaken that Jesus was going to help because she remembered nothing was too difficult for God and her burden still remains with him. And sure enough, Jesus answers her prayer in a big way in his own time. Jesus turns water into wine and makes the groom's party one to be remembered. I want to encourage you to pray without ceasing for all the needs in your life and in our community and to not get impatient or discouraged when Jesus doesn't seem to answer them in a timely fashion. This is training in the school of prayers. And sometimes God doesn't answer, which is good too. First, because prayer is not so much getting Jesus to move towards us as it is getting us to move towards him. And second, you can always be glad if he doesn't answer. C.S. Lewis once quipped, If God had granted all the silly prayers I've made in my life, where would I be now? God knows what is best for his children. But I think you'll be surprised at how many prayers God does answer when you simply start asking. Our prayers are in fact powerful instruments that he uses to bring deliverance. Lord Jesus, thank you for meeting us right where we are and for telling us to unburden ourselves, knowing that you are gentle and lowly in heart. Forgive us for our doubting hearts, for not believing you simply want access into our world. Help us to be more like children, having eyes to see all the opportunities around us, and trusting that you can do far more than all we can ask or imagine. Amen. Let's talk about what's going on Saturday September 17th, 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. The second Hispanic Heritage Festival in Goshen, Goshen Downtown, Historic Downtown. A festival for everyone that's Hispanic, Latino, whatever you are. Uh, they're going to have different foods to try and probably music and all kinds of interesting things. I suggest checking it out. I love Hispanic food. It's like my first or second favorite thing to eat. I mean, never get tired of it. It's so good. My friends at work, they know how to cook. It's wonderful. Anyways, check it out. Second Hispanic Heritage Festival. And maybe I'll be down there and you can catch me. Give me an interview. If you got a booth down there, I would like to give me a little interview or uh, promote your business. If you have one, if you're going to be there, let me know. Get a hold of me.
another important event to set your calendar for is Rio's Rainbow End of Summer Community Picnic in partnership with Sensational Events Saturday, September 17th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to be located at 326 West Franklin Street in Elkhart, Indiana. And it's going to be a picnic and they're going to have craft vendors there to support Rio Allred who was a teenager with alopecia and an autoimmune disorder who was bullied in school and she took her own life because of that and um, it's now a big thing going in support of the family and of Rio and they're having an end of summer community picnic and I hope to be able to stop by there and talk to some of you there so if you plan on showing up let's link up Isn't going the way you had planned. There is no one holding your hand. When you want to give up, stop and take a look above. This arms are wide open, open with this love. You gotta run.
everybody. Hope everyone's having a great day on this fantastic Monday. Today's devotional thought, we're going to talk about pressure. Pressure comes in all sorts of forms. We have, each of us have pressures in this daily world. Whether it's a social media pressure where we feel we have to look like a celebrity. We got to have all the facial features, we have our makeup, but that's not all who we are. Sometimes there is the YouTubers pressure where we, if we don't have the nicest clothes and we don't have the best music, we shut down. That's not all. There's pressure within schools now. We're, the, we're just coming out of a pandemic and the students are still behind. Two years ago in 2020, about March, the whole world shut, completely shut down. And that meant that everybody everywhere had to isolate and nothing was open. You can only go to hospitals, to the store, to the central stores, maybe some fast food places. That's all you could do. There was nothing else you could do. So people were stranded and the world just caved in for everybody. And that was not the great year. And also with that, that was the year that the students and teachers were virtual at home. And then when school started in August, September, they were hybrid and virtual or completely virtual. And then 2022, which is this school year, everything's back to normal. The kids are full time, they're five days a week and all that happened, but they were still falling behind. They're playing catch up. The teachers are getting stressed out. Because you have all this anxiety. There's always deadlines, there's deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. Everything's got to be done by a certain time. So they have all this pressure and they're trying to get the kids caught up. But we also got to realize that ever since 2020, we need to figure out ways to get our kids engaged, to get ourselves back into life. Reality is we're always going to be stuck in this tramp, this darkness for a while now. There's big debates going on whether we are masked or no mask. Some people think that every vaccinated person or every unvaccinated person should be wearing a mask. And that's clearly up to you. You, Everyone has the right to believe what they want. And we still somehow fall short. And that's not a pressure. There is anxiety. There is competitiveness. We could be the best of the best. But nobody stops and think, God's got this. He knows the pressures we're facing. And just like the song you will hear shortly, under the surface, you have a family who everybody was trying to be perfect to please the grandmother. It took a while for the grandmother to realize that not everyone to be perfect. And so you have a girl who's supposed to be strong, but she's holding on to something. And she keeps telling her, there's nothing wrong with me. You have a girl in there who, she's so beautiful. She's real pretty. But under that surface, she's hiding something. She's probably not the beautiful person, but she's trying to please her grandmother. And this in Kanto, they're trying to please a grandmother. And at the end, they realize that they need each other. And uh, they drop the waist drop. And the whole community comes together to build this house. And there's a yelling back and forth. But the main character of the movie 
is trying to get the family together. And at the end, she realizes that she has the most perfect gift ever. She connected to his family in all these ways. And that is an excellent way to release the pressure. So we have to remember that you're beautiful, you're handsome, you're amazing, you're powerful, you're courageous, you're strong. You're everything God made you to be. But sometimes that devil tugs at us and we start to fall under the surface. And whether or not we believe that we're strong, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know whether or not we will fall short of his glory. And so as you're listening to this podcast, and as you go through your day, take a time to listen to the different types of nationalities that's being represented. You will hear some songs in Spanish. You will hear a chorus medley that will start off in Swahili, and it will go to just a community group coming together to praise the Lord. And all sorts of stuff will be happening. So hope you enjoy this special podcast as we venture off to what it like what it's like to worship God in different languages and we are created equally. Remember, you are powerful, you are strong, you are courageous, you are talented, you are kind. You are created in the image of God. Take care and have a wonderful week. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here Son and